I'm here with. I'm actually here. I'm in the studio with Seth Harwood. Hello. Hello. That I woke up yesterday with slight concern that perhaps I had had some kind of heart attack. Hello. Hello. So you should be here promoting Jack Wakes Up. Right. But we're not really gonna. No. Hey there, uh, uh, yeah, we're in the garage. It's Dan, it's Dan Class, I'm in the garage. I'm in the garage here under the flight path of Los Angeles International Airport in beautiful Southern California. You know I'm a stay-at-home dad, um, failed actor, shut-in, uh, agoraphobe, I don't even know. I don't even know anymore. Listen, I don't want to deal with anyone. I don't want to talk to anyone, I don't want to see anyone, I want to be left alone. Um to grow old and die, I guess. I, You know, I, I, honestly, I'm really not clear what my goals are. Uh, to tell you the truth, other than to learn how to swallow quietly. That's really my biggest... I got to tell you something. That is actually one of my biggest goals right now. Dan, learn how to swallow quietly. And I think what it is, in, in all honesty, when I'm not making these recordings, you know, like this one that you're listening to, uh, I don't talk, really much I, I you know every once in a while i yell at someone but other than that there's really not a lot of talking going on so maybe it's just i'm so unaccustomed to speaking that by the time i do these things my my speech to saliva ratio is just off you ever get that feeling that your speech to saliva yeah my my ratios are off baby it's, i don't know i don't know what's going on and i've been yeah have i had if I had a cold or a sinus infection or hay fever for the last two weeks, what what have I had? What is going on around here? I, I you know I have no idea, and I don't want to talk about it any more than that because then I'll start getting hate mail about uh, how all I talk about is bodily fluids, and I you know stop that. Now this is very strange because um later on in a couple of minutes we're gonna have actually a guest. Seth Harwood uh, is going to be here, soon to be, uh, you know, best-selling author Seth Harwood, author of the Jack Wakes Up series of crime noir, modern noir, hipster, hip-hop noir, I don't know what, you know, I don't know. Listen, I don't work for the big publishers, I don't have to qualify it, do I? Um, Seth came over yesterday, and through the magic of, of new media and digital technology, you're going to hear it today. Even though it was in the past, it's going to be in the future from now. Now, when you hear it, it's going to be in the present. But what I'm saying is from right now, as I speak, it's you're going to hear it in the future, even though it happened in the past. And they say time travel's not possible. I have a somewhat okay idea of what's going to happen in your future. In your not-so-distant future, you're going to hear me talk to Seth Harwood. Unless I annoy you so much in the next couple of minutes that you just turn the thing off. Which is quite, quite, quite possible, my friend. I woke up yesterday convinced that it was quite possible I'd had a small heart attack in my sleep. Now, for those of you that are uh, physicians, medical doctors, practitioners of the uh, human healing arts, uh, is that even possible? Is it even possible to have uh, a coronary infarction while you sleep? I mean, I assume so. I always, I always figured that an, a, a coronary infarction of some uh, grand mal type would be, you know, induced by stress. Uh, 
of the waking nature. Either too much exercise, too much stress, maybe the boogeyman or a zombie, something is attacking you or coming to get you, coming to eat you, coming to cut you, bite off your nose or part of your ear. You know what my fears are. So that's what I figured is someday if I ever had a heart attack, which I won't have a heart attack, cancer is going to get me, baby. When I have a heart attack, again, I'm never going to have a heart attack. Please, oh God, please, please. I couldn't stand it. Um, I, I, I just can't imagine that it would be sleeping. Right? I think I'll have a heart attack the day I get a major movie role. That's the day I'll drop freaking dead. Anyway, my point is, so I woke up yesterday. Now, and I don't want to get you too confused with the space-time continuum, but let's just say when I woke up yesterday, I thought Seth Harwood was coming to my house in the near future, even though it is now the, the past. It's in your future, right? We're living in three or four different time dimensions. I mean, if you think about it, there could be parallel yous all over the... I don't want to drag you into the Matrix or some sort of weird stoner black hole conversation just because Seth came over yesterday. But the point is that I woke up yesterday with a slight concern that perhaps I had had some kind of heart attack. Which, of course, I didn't have a heart attack. Basically, uh, I don't... I Maybe I slept funny, but I couldn't breathe. I couldn't move and breathe at the same time. I could breathe if I was perfectly still, or I could move while I really grip my teeth, but not, not, not both. And if I laid really still and I breathed, you know how your, um, your vocal coach or your yogi, your yoga teacher, your sensei, your uh, stress therapy management doctor, everyone's told you every once in a while, you know, breathe through your stomach. And let the breath fill the stomach and then release. So that's what I would, I'd have to breathe through my stomach because I couldn't let anything happen in the chest because that's where I'd had, you know, my heart attack. So I had to breathe, inflate my stomach, which is something I tried desperately to suck in. And here I am having now to extend my stomach. And, and ow, 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 let it out like that all morning. Now, I don't want to tell Melissa that I thought I'd had a heart attack because that was ridiculous and that was over-exaggeration and that was kind of like the time that I thought I had some sort of um, cancer of my lymphatic system and it was really just an ingrown hair in my uh, personal area. Have you ever heard of that story? Yeah, absolutely, completely convinced that I had a major, major cancerous just coup d'etat ha happening in my lymphatic system. And it was really just, uh, I'd wore tight shorts in, in, in the summertime, that kind of thing. Do you understand? Okay. So I knew deep, deep down that I had not suffered a heart attack, that I really maybe just slept funny on my rib cage. So I'm sort of half explaining to my wife that I need a few hundred ibuprofen and the morning off. And I'm half wondering, how do I call Seth Harwood big, tall, six foot ten, boyish-faced Seth Harwood who writes these gritty crime novels about drugs and hot babes and people getting punched and shot. How am I going to call and tell Seth Harwood that I can't get together because I slept funny on my ribcage? So I, I laid there in bed. I'm laying there. I'm going, Dan, you are so not a man. You've really, you know, you've really, what do you, you got to do, you got to get through this. So I decided, you know what, Yogi, uh, I'm not going to breathe through my stomach because that is painless. 
I'm not going to run from this. I am. I'm going to breathe it out. I'm going to breathe it out, baby. I'm going <gasps> to inhale out with my chest. Okay. Oh, All right. That's it. I'm going to do it again. Here we go. Ow. Oh, that was good. And I basically did that. Ow. Like that. In, pain, out. In, pain, out. For about 20 minutes. Lying in the bed. Doing that and eating edamame. You know, dry roasted, slightly salted edamame from your local Costco dealer. $5 for 30 gallons of edamame. Well, eventually I realized, you know what? I was cured of my heart attack. Apparently my mild infarction was curable through simple breathing uh, uh, and not laying down funny. And then I went to a kid's karate class. Because that's the kind of guy I am. That's how muy, muy macho I am as I go to the kids' karate class on Sundays. Uh, where the kids punch me in the face. There's a kid in there who's about 14 and gave me a bloody nose the other week. Did I tell you that? Oh, yeah. Luckily, he's tall for his age, so he doesn't look as 14 as some of the other 14-year-olds look. He's actually a very tall, strong 14-year-old. Bam, right in the nose, blood. Blood, blood, blood. So, so far, what have we got? What's my my karate tally? Black eye. Split lip, bloody nose. What's next? Broken arm. Great. Can I at least wait till I'm more accomplished, have a slightly darker belt to get the, the, the broken bones? Can we, can we chill out on that? Now, I'm going to Las Vegas tomorrow to a conference going to a conference in Las Vegas now for um you know here's the thing with Las Vegas uh if you go to Las Vegas then maybe you can help me with this if I go to Las Vegas let's just say hypothetically I'm going tomorrow and let's just say hypothetically that I do not necessarily uh, drink smoke gamble or uh, procure the uh, a company of prostitutes. Let's just say for the sake of argument, that is my modus operandi, that I do not necessarily drink, smoke anything, even cigars really that much, honestly, uh, gamble, no, and uh, go, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, on uh, dates, dates for pay. What does that leave? Share? Uh, right? I, I'm not going to go there to work to try to, right? And then go to see Cher or, I don't know, Siegfried and Roy even there. Did the, they, I mean, they closed up shop, right? Penn and Teller, I guess. I don't know. Sit in the, I'm just going to sit in the, uh, in the whole hotel room with the door locked trying not to be propositioned at the bar. You know, I mean, you got to be careful in Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So every, everybody's running around like, a, you know, it's a, it's get out of jail free card. Well, the last time I was in Vegas, because I was there for such a specific person, purpose, much much like this time, I, I, I don't know that I was ever actually outdoors. Let me think about this. I mean, I was outdoors in kind of the technical, you just went outside way. Like, 
you'd leave this hotel and cross a driveway to get to the convention center, like that kind of outdoors, or you leave technically leave the grounds of the interior of the hotel to go outside to get on the cable, uh, not the cable car, the, uh, you know, the monorail. But I'm talking about like walking out the front. I never walked out the front of a casino to the sidewalk and then walked down the street. I never saw the front of anything. I never saw a fountain or uh, people jumping over a fountain on a motorcycle. I never saw I never saw anything. I was just inside. I saw slot machines. I saw slots and I saw slots. Slots, 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 slots. I assume I saw blackjack tables. But uh, that's it. Slots and blackjack. Slots and blackjack. And, um, you know, a few restaurants. So this time I feel like I should, you know, because we don't work all night. We just work during the day at this convention thing, right? So during the night, what do you do if you don't want to, uh, you know, get drunk and gamble and, and all that stuff? Like this, the Star Trek Geekathon is gone. But I could really have used that this time, huh? Go to see the Star Trek uh I don't even remember what that Star Trek thing was, but I could have gone. I would go. I would go tomorrow. So um, I'm here with Seth. I'm here with, I'm actually here. I'm in the studio with Seth Harwood. Hello. How are you, baby? I'm good, man. Yeah. I'm here in LA, which is very exciting. You sound very, ex- you, found, you're, you sound very mellow, actually. I'm, mel- I'm more mellow in person than I am on the internet, I've figured out. Have you really? Yeah. Well, so Seth. <laughs> but I had a big night last night. Now, wait a minute. So sort of- well, Seth was going to come over. We had plans. You came over. And then, of course, the the Celtics Bulls game was in like quadruple yeah. mega overtime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we had to, so I had to. Watch. We had to take a Celtics break. Yeah, but during the Celtics watching, we basically covered. Yeah, we covered a lot of territory. The actually. entire publishing industry. Yeah, so we won't we won't bore anybody with that now. Yeah, it's too um, technical. But I was here in LA for the LA Times Book Festival, Festival right. of Books. Yeah, and uh, I learned some things. Did you really? So you should be here promoting Jack Wakes Up. Right. But we're not really going to. No. I mean, I can, I'll can. i pimp it after. We'll do that on Skype. We'll do that. On, you know, let's do that. We'll get on Skype and I'll do my, we'll do like an official uh, Jack Wakes Up, you know, like pimp interview. So, but you know what? I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that before Tuesday. Next Tuesday. A week We'll do it Monday. Tuesday. Can we do it next Monday? No. Can we do it next Sunday? Yeah. Okay. You're a busy man. So what did you do in L.A. besides watch uh, sports in my living room? <laughs> I went to the L.A. Times Festival of Books. Yeah. Met some bookstore people. Met yeah. some writers. I went to a party on Friday night at the L.A. Mystery Bookstore. Where's that? Westwood. The L.A. Mystery Bookstore. In, you know, in like the village of Westwood? Yeah. yeah That's a nice part of town. There's a lot of movie theaters over there. Yeah, there sure are. The big kind that have marquees and yeah. stuff. Yeah, lots like of flashy, one, flashy like lights. one movie, one movie, and a big, big marquee yeah. with Seth Rogen on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of premi- that's that's a good spot for premieres. You know who I met there? Is it cool to burp on the podcast? Or it's up that, to you. I'm you not going to edit it out. out. No, cool. I don't have that time. Um, hang on. 
I'll burp in the opposite direction. So um, here, I'll talk. I'll talk while you burp. Ba 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 ba. Hey, the diet coke is having its effect. Yeah, I'm no, turning really priggish. Yeah, and uh, See? burping. Yeah, but um, I met there a guy who made a huge amount of money in the 80s and 90s writing jingles for television. Nice. Who now has a book out called Humpty Dumpty Was Pushed, which is kind of a hip-hop noir book. And Seriously. And so I was like... Is it about the Humpty dance by any chance? No. No? There's no Dougie Fresh thing going on? No. It's no. more like, you know, the egg getting pushed off the wall. Right, right. But, you know, metaphorically on some level, of course. I'm sure I didn't... Have you it, seen any celebrities while you're here? I know you weren't here copy. very long. Oh, so, but I also met... Uh, the guy who was the um, head writer for Miami Vice. Oh, my. And Hill Street Blues. <laughs> wow. And I'm teaching this detective fiction class where we've talked about Hill Street Blues as one of the sort of precursor influences for like The Sopranos and The Wire and Dexter. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to ask, I should have asked the guy who the influences were for Hill Street Blues. Yeah. But I didn't realize that until the next day. Yeah. Yeah, Hill Street Blues. Now, when did that come out? That was early 80s, mid 80s, early mid 80s? Yeah. Late early 80s? Early, I'm going to go early. Because before that, 80s. everything was like Columbo and McLeod and very kind of Dragnet. The, the 70s. Episodic. And, yeah. Very, Starsky and Hutch. Right. The end of the show was the end of the show, where Hill yeah. Street kind of exactly. had that. Exactly. There was the episodic element and then the. It had the, what's the word ongoing storylines. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is very. Uh, there's a book by Stephen Johnson that talks about how popular culture has gotten more, a lot more complex. And so multiple threading, like episodes leading one to the next. Right. Uh, right very right. Sopranos and these yeah. shows, which has been enabled by technology like uh, DVDs, uh, TiVo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Hill Street was a big, that was really, that was kind of a game changer there. Yeah, I mean, they were, people were doing stuff like that with like Dynasty and Falcon Crest. And so Hill Street was the first cop show to do it. And mm-hmm. then... Uh, you know, later on was like P.D. Blue. And I said to the guy, you know, P.D. Blue did the same thing. And he's like, same guy. Same ah, guy. Same guy. This guy was so drunk. Was he really? I Good got to him. the party like maybe an hour in. And the dude was already like <laughs> kicking me <laughs> LA in the foot by accident oh, when yeah? we were talking. Nice. Yeah. And I think L.A. is a hard. I think L.A. is a big drinking town. For yeah, me. I think for some people, yeah. I have a very yeah. like Bukowski Oh, really? Lens sort of concept of L.A. Like, I feel oh, like really? when you're yeah. in L.A., it's your duty to try and act like Bukowski. <laughs> it's your duty to be as Bukowski as you can. Really? Not, yeah. Interesting. The first time I was here, I was reading a lot of Bukowski and driving across the country in a van, and I lived downtown in a um, loft warehouse space for two weeks on King Street. Downtown here? Yeah. It oh, was wow. Like, no, Wall Street. I was living on Wall Street right in the intersection point of the Flower District and the Toy District. Oh, wow. You know, the things come straight off the boat from Asia. And yeah. that's where... They go right there. Yeah. That was nowhere to stay back... I mean, how how long ago was that? It was good. I mean, there was an alley behind the building. It was 10 years ago. Which, yeah, which that we, was nowhere to be about. 10 years ago. No, there was an alley behind the building where the, uh, the building's concierge lived in a van. And so he... <laughs> uh, he was very good at taking wow. care of the building and stuff like that. And, you yeah. know, sometimes you'd throw him a little money... Right. From time to time, he would ask you for money, and uh, you know he kept the things concierge. under control. Right? Yeah. Holy cow! Scary thing though was when the van was rocking. Yeah. You did not no. want to know yeah, about no. that. Exactly. Hey Hudson. Hi. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? 
good. Are you still playing Force Unleashed on my here. phone? Yes, I am. Are you winning? Yes. Are you Hardly forcing? the level yet. What'd it say? Levelator? Hardly through the level yet. Oh, no. It's a Star Wars app, game app thing. I don't know. Man. Mm, love this Diet Coke. Isn't it good? I figure if I You're drink enjoying it while a Diet I'm Coke. here. Right. Then, uh, You're really in the flow of the whole thing, yeah. Then you won't... It, It'll then be less I won't for you have to. Drink. Yeah. That's right. Thank you. You're looking out for my children. Yeah. So, dude, Jack. Let's talk about Jack though for a second, because I I was trying to remember um, where where one ends, and I think I did figure it out. So Jack wakes up. What what like what? What are your top three questions that you're always asked? What is? Tell us a little bit about Jack wakes up. Uh, where did you come up with the idea for the story? I hate that one. And um. Hate that. What would what would be three? Why did you start podcasting? Oh, really? That's number three. How did you get started in podcasting? How did you get started in podcasting? Well, well, well. Well, the basic paradigm question that I was trying to solve is: How do you get a novel onto the internet? I like that. How do you put it on the internet? You throw the word paradigm in there. That's good. No, I just do that. That's special for you. Oh, really? Yeah, but it's like you can't really. You know, it's hard to put text on the internet. So I heard these people were recording themselves onto podcasts mm, mm. and i said what are these podcasts you speak of what how do i do this yeah and then sigler showed me how to do it did he literally show you did you literally, know sigler before you started podcasting i started podcast i wanted to podcast and a friend of mine hooked me up with sigler and we like i chatted and he walked me through it all on iChat. really Dude, a, kind of a, a guy that knew little... Sigler through the real world or no, through the podcasting world? Just from listening to Sigler. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was a fan of Sigler's. Wow. Crazy. Sigler's, in, in the old days, Sigler was a very giving kind of guy. <laughs> Before he blew up and left us all in his dust. <laughs> oh, come on. Is he really not a giving guy anymore? He blew up, man. You can't even get that guy on the phone or anything these days. Really? You got to go through That's You got to go through channels. You got to go through people? You got to go Does through Seth people. Harwood have to go through people to get to Sigler? No way. No way. Give me a break. No, I'm just impressed you're here. I'm impressed that I'm Seth here. Seth Harwood is in my garage. I hope this episode Pimp goes and Jack out. Wakes and up. If, if, if we have an episode, it's got to go out to your huge audience. My judge. Yeah, yeah. Not the oh, yeah, uh, it will. subscription audience. No, the free, the, the free, it'll go to everybody. Yeah. I think that, so my, I listen it'll, to it. It'll I'm, really move the needle, Seth. Tell, tell the folks at uh, Random House. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's worth it for you to go to Dan's garage because... It's not really going to move the needle. I, I, I just don't see getting <laughs> interviewed on Bitterest Pill moving the needle. Yeah. Your time is valuable, man. The needle. The, the needle. needle. My view on the needle goes down to my... Right. The needle for me incrementally. Well, listen, you've got, you've got Hudson right here. He's only 10. So we're maybe in like audience. six years. What are you talking about? He's ready now. Two years? Now. Jack Palms? Yeah. Uh, give me a year, man. Please, one more year of him being innocent. Okay. But see, you're already tapping into an untapped audience right here. You know what, though? If and I had an app on friends, the iPhone. He'd be reading your book right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, listening. To, so iPhone or app. Or listening to it. That's right. If anyone out there is an iPhone app yeah, Seth, yeah. creator. Yeah. Talk Seth to needs us. to talk to you. We got some ideas. I do too. We both do. We want to make some iPhone apps. The app store is big. There's an app for that. There's an app for that. You know what there's not an app for? Making an app. That's the app I can't find. I like your idea of the I app want the for app. sorting your apps. Yeah, that, that'd be a hot app, right? You're, I like the jiggly jiggly app. And then it's so yeah. hard to get it to go onto another page. But once you get it onto the other page, how do you get that one back to the other page? And what if you want to go two pages? Forget it. No, two pages. Forget it. No. Yeah. What the other night, 
I was um, going to bed and I, have, I always put on my little alarm clock on my phone, my iPhone. Ooh. And um, I wasn't paying attention and everything went jiggly. Yeah. I was like, oh, I got to be careful. Everything yeah. just went jiggly. So I, I stopped it from being jiggly and I went to bed. And then the next morning I'm looking at my phone and I'm like. You deleted five apps. There was an app missing. And I don't know what it was. I still, to this day, I still don't know what, I mean, obviously it wasn't something that but it important. it says, do you, like, do you really want to delete this app? Doesn't it? Yeah, doesn't it? So yeah. how did I do that? Because one is missing. My front page was <laughs> not. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really good. The, uh, so the thing about Jack Wakes Up that I'm really excited about is um, New York Times book review. Yeah, when is that? May 10th. Book comes out on May 5th, a Tuesday. And that Sunday, New York Times book review, which a lot That's of people hot. read. Yeah. You think? Yeah. Yeah. You know what else I found out this weekend that I'm very excited about, which is very hush-hush, but we can talk about allowed? it here. Oh, really? There, uh, seriously, there are really about three dozen people that listen to this. So nice. don't, yeah. Your secret's safe here. See, that's what I thought in terms of people who follow me on Twitter. Mm -hmm. I thought like, you know, what is, like I can basically say anything on Twitter. The people out there will see it and laugh. Right. And they know where you're coming from. And Fine. Yeah. But what happened was Sigler and I, because BEA last year was so disappointing, we tried to get on a panel for this year's BEA and we applied and waited and waited and emailed and applied and waited and waited. And we finally found out that we were not, we did not get a panel on this year's BEA. And after what's BEA? Book? Book Expo, Expo? America. Okay. We were going to go there to tell them about podcasting. Okay. And their, ultimately their response was, well, mm. Scott was on a panel last year, so that covered podcasting. It's been covered. We probably want to do LinkedIn again and Facebook just to you know catch people up on uh. the changes with those. But podcasting has already been talked about and all the writers out there know about it or using it. So why, you know. Right. But so we didn't get invited to BEA. And so I went on Twitter and uh, the funny thing is like, we were both pissed that we didn't get invited to BEA. And so Scott's like, I'm going to get CC Chapman to trash BEA on his blog. I'm going to get Corey Doctorow <laughs> to trash BEA on his blog. Right. And that that's how we'll get a response from them that way. So I just go on Twitter and I'm like, Scott Sigler and Seth Harwood just took it in the satchels from BEA and writers <laughs> digest for not inviting us onto there. 15 minutes later, Oh. The lady from Writer's Digest, who's running the BEA thing, is Twittering, Seth Harwood and Scott Ziegler, you guys are great. We'd love to have you at our thing. Oh, no. Are you serious? Yeah. Nice. Because everyone, I think, now has these search things in their tweet yeah. deck or whatever. Yeah. So, like, she's not following me, but Writer's it Digest right comes up, right? up and she goes, right. oh. I'm going to burp again in a second. That's hysterical. But so, so she's like, you guys are great. You know what? The BEA thing this spring is really small and it hardly has any money, but we're doing a huge conference in New York in September. We'd like to fly you guys out and put you up in a hotel so that you can be part of that conference. Holy cow. That's the power of Twitter, baby. Wow. Who knew? Who knew? I'm telling that story now because that is the, because I don't, I certainly I did not that. know that Twitter, that things like that could happen as a result of Twitter. Yeah, that's wild. I don't think Ashton Kutcher knows that. that I don't think happen. he knows anything, does he? Someone I just love there. how they're like they're going to cover LinkedIn. Has Link, I mean, does LinkedIn work for some people? Is the there something that, about LinkedIn that I'm not understanding? The thing it's, that really made me want to poke my eyes about out about BEA last year was that they had a full panel, hour long discussion on how to use LinkedIn. Seriously. And I walked in, and they were like, they had like the uh, tech thing, like showing the thing from the laptop, and it's like. 
This is how you ask someone to add you to their network. Oh God, you're kidding! And people are like in the audience like taking scribbling notes. notes. Yeah. Oh, do you have? Are there any questions from the audience? How many um, people should I try to get my? How many people should I try to network with on, on LinkedIn? Oh God. Well, so that's why we thought we needed to be. How many people do be, you know? That's why we thought that we needed to be on this panel this year. How are we doing for time? 206. Perfect. Yeah, it's good. Time has how, how many readers are you going to squeeze out of using LinkedIn? I mean, if you're an author, you want readers, right? Well, or if you're a bookseller, you want to sell books, right? What is LinkedIn? I mean, what's he doing? It, can you hear it when he hits oh, yeah. someone? When he does that? Yeah. Sure he can. Through your, through your microphone. I, Hudson, I, keep your elbows still. How dare you? Um... Where are you going? You don't want to leave. We're not. I didn't mean. Uh, oh, just stay here. Hang out. It's Come cool. Here. You want to sit on my lap? <laughs> no, yeah. Uncle Seth. Here, sit on mine. Uh, what was I going to ask you, the though? The weird uncle that always tries to show you the how weird. he can cut his finger in half. <laughs> exactly. Wow, you do that very well. Really? Yeah. It's kind of freaking me out, actually. <laughs> I can Seth's pulling his thumb. I pull a dollar bill out from behind your ear. Yeah. Then show it up your nose. Then it comes out your mouth. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> comes out the ear. Nice. I do that with cigarettes, too. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. What do you do, Hudson? Do you have any magic tricks? Uh, no. Only in video games. <laughs> Only in video games? But Jack Wakes Up is coming out on May 5th. So It's going to be reviewed in the New York Times. And that is going to... I think that's going to be really cool because, uh, you know, we've gotten some good coverage. Sigler and I and Hutchins have gotten good coverage in the newspapers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, really good. The people at Random House also, they're like, mm, you know, we went the podcasting angle with Scott and we got him into the newspapers as part of the podcasting angle, like author does podcasting. Didn't move the needle. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, we yeah, wouldn't yeah, want to yeah, do that right. again with you because we wouldn't want to try to get you into the Boston Globe or the right. LA Times or something no, like that for no. that because it doesn't move the needle. No. It might get you into a newspaper, but... The studies have shown that it's not going to really sell that many books. Right. What's the value of you uh, uh, building your awareness, really, if it doesn't move the needle today? What's the value of people? What's the value of people seeing the words Seth Harwood together in the Boston Globe when they might not buy the book today? Yeah. Eh, it probably uh, won't move the needle. How can we help move the needle, though? Are you doing any kind Take of push, like a Sigler-like push, like buy my book on the 5th type thing? Or are you just... Well, now it, another another ride. change in the paradigm when you go into the big publishing world paradigm. is that you can't say, go to Amazon and buy my book. You have to... Oh, because that'll upset Barnes everyone and Noble else. and right. uh, Borders. So you have to say, on May 5th, please buy my book on barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com, borders.com, pals.com, or your local independent bookstore. Yeah. But actually, my big thing that I'm pushing, which you would knew, know about if you've been caught up with Young Junius. I'm a little behind, I know. Do you I think know. it would be a good idea for me just to do like a feed of like, in case you haven't listened to the thing, just this is to catch you up? No, people who miss the feed aren't going to That's hear a good that idea, idea, but right, right. So I'll just That's talk really about it here idea, on though. your show and then you can. That's maybe a good email thing. I do those emails, yeah. Yeah, you do. Oh, you do. You use Facebook for that. Don't you? I use Facebook. For the I Palms use Daddies? Sure. Other things. Palms Daddies and Palms Mamas. Are you, Hudson, are you a Palms Daddy? Uh huh. Yeah. Just say yes. Yes. Uh, 
All right, mean, let's, I'm going to give Hudson a quick snap. So Jack Palms is this uh, former actor, big movie star guy. Which right there gives it all kinds of L.A. cachet. All L.A. Kinds. times all over this book. Oh, yeah? Oh, good. See there? Not really. Um, he, then he had a little problem with the uh, drugs. Then and he, uh, the ladies. Don't and the ladies. the ladies. Oh, yeah, some big problems with the ladies. Then he uh, gets cleaned up. But then, uh, uh, yeah, maybe one of his friends uh, passes away due to, uh, uh, how would you put that, violence? You get shot in the head if you mess with people yeah. who do drugs. So then he gets all mess- he gets all intertwined with these uh, che- Czechoslovakians, basically. Gangsters. Gangsters. Mobsters. Some Russians. <laughs> some naked girls. You got to watch out. Yeah, you got to be careful. This stuff could happen. When you're a little older, you should read Jack Palms, though. But not now. It's a lot of fun. Stick no, so to Tolkien. Oh, so my big Sigler-esque push-push thing is. Oh yeah. Uh, so I've devised this methodology wherein mm. I burped. Could you sell this methodology in an eight-part infomercial? I'm not supposed to tell anyone about oh, the okay. methodology. Oh, okay. I've been told by certain people who I hope and pray don't listen to podcasts. Oh, really? Okay. Not to talk about the methodology. Okay. okay. Pretty sure they don't. Uh, but um, you don't know those people, right? They're We're not amongst friends. No, no, okay. no, no, no. Um, so if I can sell books in, this is another perfect example of moving the needle. If I can sell books in San Francisco in the weeks around when it comes out, uh, by having people come to my readings in San Francisco, which you can find at SethHarwood.com slash tour, and I'm going to give Dan some lovely postcards. Are you really? Yeah. Before awesome. I leave, I'm awesome. going to give you some postcards for you to deal with. Cool. Uh, for you to deal with. For you to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here, class. Nice. Please give these. Oh, give the garage these door away. shut. Damn. We're locked in here. Oh, so check it out. So if I can get uh, bookstores in San Francisco, if I can sell copies of the book in bookstores in San Francisco around the time that it comes out, I can get onto the San Francisco Chronicle bestseller list. So on my website, oh, okay. I have two bookstores in San Francisco that are taking phone, email, and fax orders for signed copies of the book. So if you want a signed oh. copy of the book, you go to sethharwood.com slash signed copies, which you will be doing, Dan. I will. I will. And uh, then it goes from these uh, San Francisco bookstores, which report to the San Francisco Chronicle bestseller list. Cool. I would like to get onto the San Francisco Chronicle bestseller list. To me, being featured on the San Francisco Chronicle bestseller list seems like probably something that would move the needle. Doesn't it seem like that? You know, how many newspapers are there that have a bestseller list? How many newspapers are there in the country that maybe are up in that area with like New York Times bestseller, Mm -hmm. maybe Mm -hmm. Boston Globe, maybe San Francisco? I mean, it's in the top breaths. Definitely. However... We gotta make this happen, H. Will it move the needle? The editor. Will it move the needle exactly? <laughs> the editor. I, I this uh, just this week on the phone with the editor at Random House. Eh. Eh. How many people really read that list? Oh my God! What's hey. his? Wh- so what does he want you to be doing? How many people really? Nah. I mean, Who really reads this? Is that really gonna get? Does it? anybody really read books anyway, Seth? Really? Is that really gonna get it in I mean, some more stores? On. Really? Does anybody even go to bookstores anymore? I mean, uh, is he just waiting to be fired? Like, what is this guy up to? I love this guy. He did. I mean, obviously he's a great guy because he brought you in, right? And he's done all of Sigler, but it's like... Like, yeah, what's going to move the needle? It, uh, you know. It, if you could get into the New York Times, but 
Okay, so the New York Times as a goal for the bestseller list is huge. Sigler's yeah. targeting it. I'm not ready to target it. But I could do a smaller goal, which is the San Francisco Chronicle bestseller list. Hey, Seth Harwood, San Francisco Chronicle bestseller. At least on the streets of San Francisco. Oh, then you're, yeah. You know, if the editor was in San Francisco, he'd probably care more about it. But in New York, it's like, eh, San yeah. Francisco. Yeah, it's not the old Do people man. there buy books? Do they have bookstores there? they have bookstores there? Isn't that a hippies? It didn't move the needle. <laughs> <laughs> Do people there have shoes? <laughs> they actually don't. They just wear... They wear Speed. books on their feet. They wear books on their feet. Exactly. <laughs> oh, all right. We got to get Seth out of here. We got to go. I, I hate to kick you out, but you got to um, head down to your rental car. At the Pollo Loco. At the Pollo Loco. Did you know you can rent cars at Pollo Loco? Huh? I know. All right. It's just down the street from Pollo Loco. So that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you go to SethHarwood.com slash sign copies. Yeah. You gonna you want to sign copy, buddy? Huh? Oh, my gosh. Say yes, and then your dad will have to buy two. Yes. Thank you. Oh. The levelator will take care of that right there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm very impressed with the studio, I got to say. I'm excited I to be here. I should spend more time in here, shouldn't I? I get off my lap. Having seen your studio and Scott Sigler's studio, your studio is about three times the size of Scott Sigler's. Oh, is that right? Yeah. And he's got uh, about three times the listeners, so that's perfect. Oh. Maybe I need a smaller recording studio, H. That's what's been holding me back all these years. A lot of people don't even know we have a recording studio that's this big. That's you guys true. should do video podcasts just of the recording studio. We like, should forget just about like the green tour. screen. Right. Just this is the studio. This is how big it is. This is H with some puppets on his hand. Yeah. We could do that, couldn't we, buddy? You got some puppets? Oh, yeah, we got yeah, box of puppets. How crazy would it be if I, I I would love if I come back to LA, when I come back to LA, we should do a puppet show and I'll be one of the puppets. Okay. Because I've got a good Do you listen to um do you watch, uh, oh my, oh, yeah. can I try that? Do you watch uh, Flight of the Concords? Have you seen? Uh, religiously. I'll be the racist dragon. Oh yeah. That's good. Does H watch that? No, certainly not. But he could watch that one. I'll be the racist, racist dragon. But Albie all of a sudden is not racist anymore. That's How right. How are you doing? You playing that burn- What was it? The Albanian boy somehow turned yeah, him not the racist? badly burned Albanian boy that <laughs> yeah. he breathed on. Here, we'll take a... Oh man, it's not. There's not enough light in here. I'm taking a picture of Seth Harwood with Nigel from Animal Rescue Force friends. Nigel from Animal Rescue Force friends. Don't you feel like with puppets, puppets should like try to bite people's noses? I yes. feel like that's a puppet-esque kind of thing to do. No punching. I don't have arm control here. <laughs> it's not fair karate fight. swinging the arms. <laughs> in any case, let's wow, go that's to hot. Let's get to the poke. Yeah, let's go to Poyo. Let's get Seth to Poyo Loco. Thanks for having me on, Dan. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, uh, goodbye. Uh, so, so Jack wakes up May 5th. All right, thanks for downloading The Bitter's Pill. My name is Dan Class. Drop me a line at pill at danclass.com or uh, stop by the website for the phone number. Leave us a comment, whatever you want to do. Make fun of my picture. I don't really mind either way. Okay, I will talk to you when I get back from Las Vegas. I'm sure there will be plenty to report. Holy cow. All right, bye. (laughs) 
The Bitterest Pill is produced by Jacket Media. JacketMedia.com, makers of fine podcasts since 2004.